You're listening to the A-Team Health and Fitness Podcast with your hosts, Adam Kelly and Alan James. Join Adam and Alan as they dive into all things nutrition, training, mindset, and also bring on world-class experts within their respective fields to help you kickstart your journey towards transforming your life. Grab a coffee, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So, like, what we'll probably talk about today is the fundamentals of fat loss. Um, Easy. Easy subject, because we both did it recently and cried about it. Actually, one of the best things I always think of when, do like the fundamentals of fat loss, and it's the first thing I always say to people, and they, when they tell you, I'll be happy when I get to, like, 80 kilos, or they'll always say the number that I'll get to. And when you would coach me to get down in shape, I said, I look leaner around 94, 95 kg. And then you went, let's get you into the 80s. And it's like, oh, you always, always, always have a lot more fat than you think. That kind of goes back to the perception thing. There's a massive kind of crossover between a lot of all these episodes because they all interlink somewhere along this um, journey. But like with fat loss, it is that type of thing. And I remember myself, oh, yeah, I'll get to X amount of weight. And I was like, fuck, I have another seven kilos to potentially lose like you know what I mean I actually have a lot less muscle than I thought (laughs) (laughs) which is awful there's you when they're walking around like a hundred kilos thinking I am so hedged and then all of a sudden you're like take 10 kilos off of that nah you've not got as much muscle as you think man but it's like you look very ordinary in ordinary clothes but once you get into the gym you get a pump and you have your carbs and your hydration and things like that, like, and your vascular as fuck, like, you look insane. And you potentially maybe look like 100 kilos just because you have less fat in your body. If you were to get a new client, they come in, they're heavily overweight. Obviously, they come in and they go fat loss. That's inevitable. You want to obviously give that good service. You want to get them to their fat loss goals straight away. What's the first thing you'd look at? What's the first thing you'd do to them in order to explain to them, this is how we're going to get you to lose body fat? So just for fat loss, like we have this hierarchy of importance and all these are still important. But the most fundamental thing that underpins all of this is adherence. If you can't adhere to the overall intervention, it doesn't make a difference how good it looks on a sheet of paper. So it's like consistency over the long haul, that isn't it? And just keep it going. Well, it's got to be said, that calorie deficit, isn't it? Because you can't do it without that. So like when we look at that hierarchy right there, the energy side of the equation, like energy in and energy out, like what do we need to do to elicit the response? So we have to say that the number of the calories that we consume is the most important thing. Now for everybody, that's not going to be the same figure, nor does it really make a difference in this discussion. But once we get the calories right, that's where it all starts. If we don't have that in check, it doesn't make a difference how many protein, carbs and fats you do. Because once we start moving up this scale, then we're probably going to go towards our macronutrients a little bit more. With that, our protein intake is probably going to be the most important right here. Um, Because if we want to adhere, we probably want to offset hunger a fair bit. We want to remain fuller for longer. We probably want to have a handy level of satiety throughout the day. We could probably head into this discussion as well. Like if like you want to change your physique and stuff, like that's going to be really important for retaining muscle mass that you've accumulated in uh, lean gain phase potentially. 
um but then after that then your carbs and your fats really don't really make a real difference really yes like i suppose in an ideal world we could have okay well we want enough carbohydrates to have an effective training performance and we probably want enough fat to sustain optimal health but like yes. once you get your calories and your protein you're probably going to be okay for the vast majority of people if you've based everything we're talking about today around fat loss, people will go start a fat loss plan. Obviously, the diet's got to be a check. Everyone knows that. But people don't take into consideration how to train properly. Because what I find is you know people whose fat loss goal, they're in the gym, busting their ball in the cardio machine, then they do a little bit of a hit circuit in the corner, then they do a few ball slams and push the sled a bit. And there's no consideration to like how that workout is making them feel, act, and the things they do after that workout and how beneficial that strength training approach would be for them just in general life. Because if you think about it, how many times do you see the guy in the gym busting his ball off, sweating? You go chat to him. He's there just in the, you know, the weight section, do a little circuit, sweating his nut off. You know for a fact the second he gets home, he's going to be blowing out of his ass. He's going to lie down for like two hours instead of going for a walk or just moving more. And he's more likely just due to fatigue, going to make stupider food choices because he's not thinking straight. And like, you know, we were talking about there recently as well, it was pure fat loss. We're probably not talking about physique transformation because they're two different discussions. Yeah. But if we were to add in like the physique ailment to this, once we kind of get the nutrition part of the equation out, okay, well, we have our energy balance, we have our protein, we probably want to have carbs in there to fuel effective training and so on and so forth but maybe that training will probably come in there as well like just maybe before sleep maybe just after your fats and your carbs potentially and then you would have your sleep and so on as well because you can have all that stuff in check but you're not training to put the work in for that physique or add that lean muscle tissue or whatever you're trying to do because at the end of the day like pure fat loss is not stepping on a physique type stage they're too independent goals and that's where i think a lot of people get it skewed they're trying for fat loss but they're focusing so much on fucking training and they're actually forgetting about everything else but like whereas if they actually understand what we're trying to do and lockdown was a prime example of this you did need a gym to get in the best shape of your life no I because you go to the gym for three hours of the week 165 hours to fuck it all up Whereas you're, now you have all this time to invest into this energy balance of the equation. You need a little bit of your protein, a little bit of your carbs and fats, whatever you want them to do when you're prioritizing your sleep and you're not stressed and you're doing all these different type of things. Wow. And then consistency and adherence over 12, 16, 18 weeks. What happens? You're going to lose a colossal amount of weight if you have it to lose. And then as we said at the start, okay, I'm happy that I've lost all this fat. But now I'm not really too confident to follow up. Well, okay, well, then we're going to start to explore. Maybe get do some weight training. Maybe start to accumulate some of that physique type kind of look, which is a new goal. But that's, as we said before, there's lots of phases to potentially that goal that you want to achieve long term. Yeah, of course. Um, from this side of things, like say somebody was listening to this podcast and they was like, right, I'm in here now. I want fat loss. I want to know just the basic grounding of fat loss. You obviously got the hierarchy. We know the nutrition is important. Training in comparison is so low down the scale. I think that's what we're trying to get people to appreciate from the grand scheme of things because you can come into the gym. Uh, I, I speak to people all the time. It's just like, I need a PT. Why do you need a PT? It's just like, I'm overweight. It's like, oh, cool. Did not go to the gym get you overweight or did the food that you put in your mouth get you overweight? Because end of the day, you can sleep in a calorie deficit and not go to the gym. So you can still be in an energy deficit and not even exercise it's just how you manage that so if we gave somebody like an actionable step or two to kind of 
kickstart their own fat loss type thing. So well, let's look at that hierarchy. Put, put okay, that so cookie down. We have that hierarchy, okay? Put so that we, cookie down. So that like we understand that the total caloric intake of what you do every day is probably really important, okay? It's a lot easier to stop the food going into your mouth, like 500 calories for argument's sake, than it is to expend that 500 calories. Not that we're going to try and expend calories on an exercise machine for the food that we've consumed. That's a kind of a conversation for another episode. But like, it's pretty easy to kind of, okay, well, maybe take some of the calories from the nutrition and maybe let's add in a little bit of expenditure. So all of a sudden you're taking a bit of from exercise, you're taking a bit from your nutrition, so you can keep your calories a little bit higher, so you don't have to take them off your nutrition, so you're not gonna be starving all the time. But then all of a sudden then we can take some from the activity, and you're probably going to be into that state where it's gonna be just underneath where you need to be to lose some body fat. And that's all you need to do. And like that harsher the deficit is, the harder it may be. And like you maybe have faster periods, and harsher periods but long-term sustainability is the longer thing you need to focus on because if you have 28 or 30 or 40 pounds to lose what are you going to do you're going to eat 600 calories a day that are all from your protein to sustain life and keep going and things like that probably not if that's for pure fat loss you may miraculously might be able to achieve that but if you're trying to train things like that you're probably not going to be able to do it so that's the first thing try and maybe take some from food Take some from then just add a little bit more from the exercise side of the equation that could be a step count that could be just some like exercise on a spin bike on a steering wheel something like that it doesn't have to be anything crazy just a little bit of consistency it's like if you're doing five thousand steps a day right now a little bit more just maybe go to eight that's fifty six thousand steps over the course of a week that's going to help you out massively there you know what i mean so you say like if you were to write bullet point here right this person that has come to you we're needed for fat loss things they need if we're not thinking of it from a psychological standpoint because we could quite easily go down Oh, what do you value? You need motivation. No, we're not doing that. We're just doing pure fat loss. Obviously, they need energy balance in check. They can't be consuming more calories. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, overall daily expenditure. We've got to try and get that quite high. And you'd want that through, say, a step count. They're neat. If you can get the most steps you do generally through the day, more likely you're going to be burning more fat. Like from there, then a protein intake. So like maybe oh. somewhere in the range of like 1.6 grams to 2.4 grams per kilo of weight per day. So like if you're a 75K individual, let's go at two grams, that's 150 grams of protein per day. Yeah, and obviously that's built up to that because some people come to you eating next to nothing and you just got to get them to there. So if you're not hitting that 150 grams of protein and you're currently eating 20, let's get you to 50, let's get you to 100, etc. right? And then... From a nutrition standpoint, then you go nutritional quality. That would probably be the next thing we'd look at because I do believe that the second that I took out them protein bars and you know things which I felt were like almost good but were perfectly good, you know my fitness pal has made you if it fits your macros approach has made eating crap quite normalized. But realistically, sorting that out will mean that you can stick to your diet for a bit longer. You know, you still eat small amounts, but just not all of it. Like, adherence is the most important thing. So, like, the nutritional quality of what you're trying to do is going to be a big factor in that overall adhering to the intervention. So, we probably, like, even though fiber and stuff is up on the top of the hierarchy right here, like, fiber and satiety and low calorie, lots of volume on your plate. Okay, like, a protein bar might be... 200 calories for argument's sake. You might be able to have 150 grams of chicken and a large salad bowl, 
for potentially about 180 calories or 200 calories. The difference between satiety and you feeling full for longer is probably going to be the chicken salad over the protein bar. Now, if you choose the protein bar and you keep everything the same, you're going to still lose the same amount of fat. The only problem that you may potentially have is that you may be a little bit hungrier or once you get a taste for that chocolate bar, it's going to hit a craving and you want something else. So you're not filling yourself up by the protein bar, but just making that little choice. And then we can go into it a little bit more too, okay? Well, like the nutrient quality and stuff of the chicken salad is probably going to be a lot more favorable from a health outcome. But on the go, a protein bar is probably going to be fine in some situations, not all the time, because they can get expensive as fuck. But just that might be something of a consideration. Sweet. So obviously going through that list we just created, I'd say the next logical step would to be would be type of training. Because we've obviously covered neat calorie deficit, food quality, protein target, fiber type of training. Probably doesn't not as important as the rest, even though people think it is. I would say training is not really that important at all. Um, but because we know the majority of this listener are probably going to be in the gym, we could say I would probably put an emphasis on some resistance training three or four times a week. If you can yeah, three full, full body weight training sessions a week, happy days, focus on getting stronger. There it is. And with that, then, if we want to go a little bit more on that training side of things, if you want to take it up a notch, know exactly what you're doing, have a structured plan, try not to spend hours in the gym, because if we're in a position where the environment is not conducive to muscle growth, we're going to be a lot more tired, we're probably going to be a lot more hungry if we're slamming ourselves in the gym, you're adding more cardio and you're doing more, 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 more. If you do more on the front end, you probably need to do more on the back end. And a lot of the time, people aren't doing more on the back end. Um, that's why they get these crazy signaling issues with hormones. And I'm starving all the time. No matter what I do, I just can't get full. And you may come into a little bit of an issue there where you probably have to end this fat loss phase a little bit earlier just because you just can't sustain it. And that's why when you see a trainer giving beast to his client in the gym, making them sprints to the treadmill, doing it all. Don't get me wrong, some clients do need an extra bit of a push for calorie burn because you know they wouldn't do it without you. But if that's the only thing they do for an hour session, you kind of put a giant question mark above their head and be like, what's going on over here, isn't it? And like, you know, like we were talking about there, like um, to stay full, sorry, I'm just going to jump back slightly. Like the fiber intake of what you're trying to do throughout the day is probably going to be something that's going to keep you full for a larger period of time. But then as we go up one more, like the supplementation that I have spent thousands of in my lifetime on stupid supplements that like green tea extract and all this stupid stuff that you don't really know at the time, but I know now. And, um, but like, if you're looking for an ergogenic aid, maybe some caffeine, which can be a black coffee. It doesn't have to be a 50 quid a month pre-workout, maybe some creatine as well. Maybe some fish oils um, probably going to hold you not too far away from where you need to be. And they're not going to cost you a fortune. And you can focus on the most important thing. Because we know that caffeine is going to suppress your appetite too. So like if you want to kick from the workout, okay, or well maybe take your caffeine 60 minutes before you're about to train. You're going to get that kick in an hour and a half. So okay, well, that's probably going to help you perform a little bit better in the gym. You're probably not going to be that hungry and things like that anyway. And maybe if you are going overkill on caffeine, um, maybe have your last coffee around lunchtime if you're on a normal shift rotation like the majority of us. Yeah. If not, maybe just maybe 8 or 10 or 12 hours before you go to sleep wouldn't be a bad show. So a few tools that I use with my clients to make sure that they head in that right direction because there's always that identification. And one of the questions I always used is, how often do you feel full in your week? 
either clients that are not losing fat say they feel full every day. Like every, most meals, they'll feel full. They won't finish until they have that full feeling. That's not going to be conclusive to a fat loss goal, but that doesn't mean that you can't feel full at all. It's just feeling it every day. You're probably going to be in a calorie surplus. And that's just a good cue of identifying it. Another thing I use is how often do you feel satisfied? Like, and not never too bloated, because that's kind of a good indication. Feeling full, feeling satisfied. And then it's how often do you feel hungry? Then there's the fourth one, which is how often do you feel ravenous? Ravenous is going to be too far. Full is going to be too far the other way. Feeling hungry to satisfied. It's pro- if you're somewhere between that hungry and satisfied more frequently, that's a manageable place to be, which is probably get to your goal at that gradual pace. And as well, like I think when people get like a signal, okay, I'm hungry, they think it's bad. It's perfectly normal and okay to be hungry. Like if you went through like a fasting protocol for argument's sake, that first couple of hours into your fast may be absolutely horrendous. But once you get over that, hunger soon subsides. Fast can go for 48 to 72 hours plus, depending on some things. And you'd be surprised, like you'd be like, okay, five hours in, I need to eat all around me. And then you're 65 hours in three days later and you're like, geez, I'm actually grand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, it's just kind of like, I think we, people nearly freak out when they get hungry. Whereas if you're hungry, it's not a bad thing. You're going to be fine. You're not going to die. Remember, we're in a fat loss phase right now. You probably have enough stored energy on your structure to survive. Um, so it's not a bad thing. And if you're in a rush too and you're on the go, okay, well, just have a part of the day where you're not going to eat and just have a coffee and you'll actually be fine and adherence is better than if you are starving but you only had a meal an hour ago and it's only two o'clock and you're like fuck if i eat a meal now like half my calories are gone for the whole day and i know by the time i get home from work i'm going to be really hungry well maybe just having a period of the day where you don't eat at all and just have that coffee may help you save some more calories for the part of the day where most people, um, and I guarantee if you listen to this, you're going to fall inside that most people, a group, um, want the majority of the calories in the latter part of the day. So saving two or three or 400 calories around that lunch period or that first part of the day is going to help you make a bit more of an easier transition from work to home to bed. And don't worry, eating after six o'clock is not going to make you fat. Because remember, we focus on that hierarchy. Once your total caloric intake is in check, you're going to be fine. The feelings that you have the following day of being heavier on the weighing scale, just a little bit more food in your GI tract and stuff like that, and it's not fat. So just chill out because long term, week after week after week after week, you got to remember if you've that 28 pounds to lose, 14 weeks is pretty fast. That 20 weeks is fast, but still quite slow at the same time. But you could even go a little bit less. You can maybe push it out to six months, like one pound a week or more. Jesus, like that's kind of it. But the situation that you're in right now, if you're really out of shape, you're probably like the majority looking for a very fast solution to a long-term problem. Do you know what I mean? And that's the problem that most people like. Take your time, adhere to the plan. Because once you find something that works, then it's going to be pretty easy, you know? So um, stop overthinking it all, focus on what's important and you're going to be on your way to a shredded lifestyle if that's the goal happy days so a massive thank you for tuning in to the podcast if you found some value from this episode make sure that you share this with some friends and family members it would really help the podcast out a lot we would love it if you could share this on your social media channels make sure that you tag myself and alex so that we can thank you personally on to the next episode chat soon